You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Big shout-out to the service men and women using the Fantasy Freestyle for a little taste of home. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. And if you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. You could also catch us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. You could also follow me, ask me questions at Spittin' Speeds. I'll be happy to answer them on the show. We, uh, we got a great show for you guys. I have an interesting interview that I'm excited to play for you guys a little bit later on in the show with Calvin Hennick. Calvin was the fan who reported a racial slur being used at Fenway Park on Tuesday night, one night after the Adam Jones incident. It's getting a lot of attention. I was able to have Calvin Hennick on the show to describe his experience and also, you know, kind of what may be behind some of this. So I'm excited to bring that conversation to you guys. We also, as always, my boy Donnie Burns, my NBA playoff correspondent, we're going to talk about this uh, Rockets-Spurs series that seems to be going back and forth. The Spurs took Game 2, but now without Tony Parker, we're going to find out if Donnie Burns thinks that this series is over. And in fact, that is a poll question that I have up there right now that you could participate in. I want to know, who do you think is going to win this series? Do you think it's going to be the Rockets in 7 or in less than 7? Do you think it's going to be the Spurs in seven or less than seven. Remember, I had this poll up after game one and 61% of you said you think the Houston Rockets would advance to the Western Conference Finals. I want to see if that's what you guys still think. We also have more information, more news from Lonzo Ball and those shoes. We're going to tell you how much they're being sold for and why Don thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. Come on back. We got all that and a whole lot more. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, and you are listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you can't catch us live, you could always get us available on demand. You can get us on that Audio Boom, on that Stitcher, on that Google Play, on iTunes, subscribe, on iHeartRadio. You could subscribe. This way... All you got to do is subscribe. You set it and forget it, and Speeds will give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. You could also download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, and this way, 24-7, you can get all of our great free fantasy programming, whether it be Jake Seeley, Greg Sussman, Joe Piscopia, Frankie Stanfield, you know, Benny Ricciardi, Tony Sincata, everybody holding you down with the information you need so that you can, uh, you know, get ahead of the game in this very competitive atmosphere of uh, fantasy sports and sports gambling win that cash some news and notes from uh 
around sports, NFL, and Major League Baseball today. The Seahawks, Pete Carroll, head coach, now says that the Richard Sherman trade talks are apparently quote-unquote dead. Remember, now that the draft has settled and trades were not necessarily made, now you got to start... OTAs, And so these guys are now welcoming these people back into the fold, people that had trade rumors around them. Remember, I reported the same thing about Malcolm Butler for the Patriots earlier this week. Head coach of the, uh, not San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers, Anthony Lynn. He says that Phillip Rivers has three to four years left in him. And I think that's an interesting quote. Timing wise, because remember what I've been saying about that class that, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted Josh Dobbs, potential heir apparent to Big Ben. The New York football giants drafted Davis Webb, potential heir apparent to Eli Manning. Chargers didn't necessarily do that, so head coach Lynn coming out saying he still believes in Phillip Rivers. And also, sad news to report, Doug Martin was in a car accident today. Tampa Bay running back Doug Martin, his car was knocked off the road. This is a fairly recent uh, accident. They are saying, though, that Doug Martin only has minor injuries. Speaking of injuries, in Major League Baseball today, Bryce Harper, this is a big one, Bryce Harper left the game versus Arizona today after striking out in the sixth inning. They say he might have pulled a groin. We're definitely going to keep an eye out on that. I'll give you an update for sure tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. Ian Kennedy also left his start today in the fifth inning with a trainer against the Chicago White Sox. Keep an eye out. We'll see if Ian Kennedy misses any time. Last night, Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays left his start in the third inning due to arm tightness. He is, however, saying that they think he will be able to make his next start. Ian Kinsler also left the game last night early with a hamstring injury and uh, Dodgers second baseman Logan Forsythe. They, uh, they say he's eligible to come off the DL tomorrow, but he will not be getting activated. We do think Jock Peterson and Yankees catcher Gary Sanchez will be getting activated for their weekend series. Let's keep it moving here in the cypher. Donnie, man, we got an interesting development in the NBA playoffs. Remember, we've been talking about how the Rockets, you've been saying about their three-point shooting, that they need to you know, shoot 40%. They need to make 23-pointers. Well, that's not what happened in Game 2 against the Spurs. The Spurs, you know, kind of the pendulum swung the other direction. The Spurs looked good in winning Game 2, 121-96 to last night. And here's your critical number, Donnie. The Rockets went 11 for 34 from three-point range. Not enough attempts, not enough makes, and only 32%. Remember, they hit something like 22 three-pointers in that big-time Game 1 win. But here's the thing. The issue to me is they are now saying Tony Parker, though, I think it's a quad, that he's going to be out for the rest of the year. And that severely hampers what the San Antonio Spurs can do. Remember, we have been talking that LaMarcus Aldridge has been nowhere and that you know, Kawhi Leonard really needs some support. And if he does not have Tony Parker, the question is, where will he get that from? So I asked you guys, I asked you guys after game one and 61% of you said that you thought the Houston Rockets would go to the uh, Western Conference finals right now. After the Spurs win game two, we got a poll up and 40% of you still think that the Rockets will win this series in less than seven games. 13% of you have it as Rockets and seven. So 53% of you have the Houston Rockets moving on. 24% have the Spurs in less than seven games. 23% have the Spurs in seven. So 47% think the Spurs, 53% think the Rockets. That's down from 61% the last time I asked this question. But without Tony Parker, I think 
think it's a long, hard road for the Spurs. Put me down for Rockets in less than seven, especially with that shift, series shifting to Houston. Donnie Burns, are you with me? No, you're going to have to give me uh, the Spurs in seven. Spurs in yeah. seven. You like the Spurs with without why. Tony Parker. Yes, here's why. To me right now, Tony Parker is a game manager. He's okay. not that He's not that 28-point uh, you know, point guard scoring. He, he doesn't do that anymore. And a lot of people are saying, you know, they have Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James as the best two players in the NBA. If you were to put LeBron James on the Spurs team right now, you'd have them going to the, the Western Conference Finals and even the NBA Finals. So if it, the story stands like that, I still have Spurs in seven. I think this goes to seven. I don't think there's any way it go, it's six. The way the, it was a 20-point game that first game, and now it's a 20-point game in the other way. So it's just, you know. I have the Spurs in seven. All right. Listen, Donnie, uh, we need to start adding to our bet wall. Oh, the, the bet wall is pretty big. We need to man. start adding to the bet wall. I hope, you're, I hope you're keeping track of this. And anybody who's out here who listens to the Fantasy Freestyle, let me tell you something. If you want to track this for us, make like a fake, make a Twitter account Very for much this or something like this, we would not only love it, but if you come over here to Rock and Riley Studio 34, you got to drink on me, on Speeds the Spitting Statistician if you want to maintain this. But I feel comfortable. We could add this to, uh, we could add this to the bet wall, Donnie. And Burns. we still have the, the I will uh, take the Rockets and the Wizards. Really? I will take the Rockets. The you can take the Spurs in this series. I think uh, Houston is in fact ready for liftoff. The Cavs win a big game, also one twenty-five to one hundred three. LeBron James goes for thirty-nine point six rebounds, four assists, and it kind of feels like a um, like a ho hum effort. Like there was not that big of a deal. You see any reason that the Raptors will uh, start to? Uh, you know, turn the light switch on when the series shifts I, to Toronto? I do actually, and here's why. I was watching an interview with DeMar DeRozan the other night, and he kind of made it a point to say, you know, LeBron's going to do what he does. He shows up big time in playoffs. Here's what they have to stop doing. They can't let Channing Fry get like 20 points off the bench. That's sure. something that they need to, you know, relinquish. And DeMar DeRozan recognizes that, and he's their team leader. So I, I feel... I don't feel great about the Raptors, but I feel decent enough where they could take a game or two, especially okay. at home. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I put me down for Cavs in five or six as well. Um, you know, I do remember last year they did, you know, they did cause some concerns. And this year with Serge Ibaka, that, uh, you know, that is very, very possible. We're going to keep an eye on that. I'll also, if anything happens in this Rangers Ottawa Senators game this hour, I'll certainly let you know. There are definitely people here at Rock and Riley's who are gearing up to go to game four of the Eastern Conference semifinals between the Rangers and the Ottawa Senators. Um, the other poll question that I have up, Donnie, I'm very interested to see what the people say. Um, the question is quite simply, do you feel comfortable taking your young child to a pro sporting event? And that comes out of some of the stuff that we've seen at Fenway Park, that we've seen at Fenway Park um, this week. Obviously, first, all the stuff um, said in the direction of Adam Jones and then even the peanuts being thrown at him. And obviously this has been in the news. Well, I had the opportunity to interview a fan at Fenway named Calvin Hennick. Calvin Hennick was the uh, Boston fan who did in fact report a racial slur being used the following night at Fenway Park. While he was there uh, with his family, including his now six-year-old son. So I had a chance to uh, interview him, and I think it's real interesting. We're going to be playing that coming up out of break when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle. And then we'll have a little bit of time to react to it as well. But I'm reminded earlier in the week when I asked you guys on the poll question, does buying a ticket give you the right to do or say anything as a fan? 
And uh, 85% of you guys said no. That means 15% of you guys did say yes amidst uh, the conversation that was happening. So I'm interested to see how this poll goes. I asked, do you feel comfortable taking your child to a pro sporting event? The options are yes, no. And then always also depends on the sport. And depends on the city. And a lot of people are wondering right now if Boston might be one of those cities that uh, it depends on. That you may not be taking, uh, you know, you may not feel comfortable there. Right now, 17% of you guys out there say no. That you do not feel comfortable taking your child to a sporting event. I can kind of understand why. I'm not even a parent. We're going to have Calvin Hennick when we come back talking about his experience especially as it relates to the events this week. I'm very excited to uh, hear what he had to say and then also react a little bit. Remember, I've been comparing this to uh, soccer hooliganism all week. So come on right back. Insightful interview with Calvin Hennick, a fan at Fenway Park with his family. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle with Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. As I was saying before the break, uh, the story has gotten a lot of traction. I've seen it in the Boston Globe, NPR, CBS, the Bleacher Report, Washington Post, ESPN, and other places. Right after the incident with Adam Jones on Monday night, it was Calvin Hennick that reported this incident on Tuesday while he was there with his six-year-old son. Um, let's get to my conversation earlier today with Calvin Hennick. I'm really excited to have Calvin Hennick, who I saw you know, as a friend, to be honest, post his experience the day right after all the drama with Adam Jones at Fenway. And what I thought was really interesting is that you know he actually took his son as, as his as a birthday present and it's memorable for different ways calvin as as someone who we used to work together in schools in new york first thanks for coming on the show and also uh if you don't mind explaining what happened on tuesday yeah uh thanks for having me so tuesday was the day after adam jones had you know faced these these racial taunts and had you know objects thrown at him at fenway um and I had just happened to have tickets to the game. I was going with my son and my father-in-law. And my, my wife is Haitian, so my father-in-law is black and my son is half black. Um, and I was just kind of like, oh, this is a, it's a weird time to be going to a game. And I you know, was sort of thinking throughout the day, is there a way to like support Adam Jones? I hadn't heard about Bookie Betts you know, saying that, that people should do a standing ovation, which people did, and that was nice. Um, but it was just sort of on my mind already. And then we, we get to the stadium, and... Uh, the, this young Kenyan woman does the national anthem, and right as soon as she's done, this white fan next to me leans over to me and said, uh, "She sang too long, and she n-worded it up, like used the the slur as kind of like a verb to describe her wow. singing style, which was just you know not even something I'd even heard before, let alone you know it was shocking for content, but then like you know linguistically, I wasn't used to that." Sort right. Of thing. So, I mean, one of the things that, you know, we, we even talked about is this idea, and one of the things I've mentioned here on the Fantasy Freestyle before is that, um, you know, one might argue that over the last six months, this, this which has been around, has been somewhat emboldened in, in our society. What I want to know is really what 
what did the rest of the people in the section, because, you know, you got security, and then, as I understand, then he kind of denied it originally to authorities that this is what was happening. What, what, what was the tone like in the section? Did other people kind of back you up, or was everyone just kind of quiet and looking the other way? What was, what was the section like? Because that's what I think about when I, when I see things at stadiums occur. Well, he didn't scream it out. I've been at stadiums where people have, like, really shouted homophobic slurs at the players and stuff like that. I've, I've called people out for that, too, in the past. But this, he just kind of, he leaned over and he said it to me. It's possible the people behind me heard me, but I, or heard him, but I, I don't know. I, I was kind of seeing red at that point. I was, right. I was like, you know, just focused on handling the situation. And so I asked him to repeat it because, I, you know, I thought maybe I misheard him. Like, it's, it's so incredible that he would say this. He repeated it, and then I said, I repeated it. I said, is this what you said? To be clear, this is what you said. And he said, yes, and I stand by it. And, uh, which, I mean, is a cowardly thing to say because he, of course, didn't stand by it initially once, you know, the, the Fenway security team got a hold of him. Um, but after after he said he stood by it, I just immediately excused myself and went and found an usher because I, I wanted to get my family out of that situation. It was sort of my first goal there, and I kind of wasn't even thinking about who might have heard it or, or who didn't. I just wanted to, you know, I wasn't thinking about it becoming a big incident. I just wanted to get my family out of the way of that. Yeah, and I know um, one of the things I saw actually from your Facebook post was that on some level you were conflicted about actually posting this. Now that you're, say, you know, 48 hours removed, I know it's been a whirlwind for you, but um, how, how has the response been? And do you think that um, it's it's you made the right choice to kind of get this out there, especially in this way this week when the conversation has been, you know, such a spotlight on this conversation? Well, I mean, I, I do think, you know, kind of, I'm a former journalist, um, sometimes journalist still, and I think that, you know, the old cliche is true that sunlight is the best disinfectant. I think it's important um, to sort of bear witness to things as they are in the world and to not sort of, you know, sweep things under the rug. The thing that I worried about once it became kind of a media thing was, you know, today's my son's sixth birthday, um, and this is how I've spent his sixth birthday. He's at school, but, you know, I've been, uh, his presents are sitting downstairs waiting to be open, and I've been doing media interviews about somebody dropping an end bomb right in front of him, you know, or right next to him. He didn't quite hear it. Um, and then today I had to, you know, he was, we were in the Boston Globe, we were on the front page of the Boston Globe this morning, and I didn't know whether that might get brought up to him at school, and I felt like I had to prepare him for that, and so I had to have a conversation with him in very broad, G-rated terms about what sorts of things this man said and why he got kicked out and why people thought that that was worth writing a news story about. And, uh, you know, my son was kind of upset. He said, I thought, you know, we talked to him very broadly about racism and segregation, and he said, I thought that it was over about white people and black people not getting along. And I said, you know, it's, that it's not over. People, some people are still angry about things. Wow, um... You know, to participate in that lesson uh, must be an incredible experience. Calvin, I only have like one more question for you, and thanks again for taking uh, the time to talk with me. Um, I guess it's, you know, what, you know, this, this incident has happened, this one person is gone, but is this a, is this a bigger issue at Fenway Park in Boston? I know, I know, I don't want to paint anything with a broad brush, right? But you hear other athletes have come out and say that this is just something acknowledged that they deal with all the time. What has your experience been? I mean, someone who has been spent time in New York and now in Boston and maybe other places in the city, is this a particular challenge that you face? 
you know, I, it's hard for me to say, especially as a, as a white man in, in Boston. I mean, if you ask a person of color who goes to Fenway all the time, they might be able to give you a, a clearer picture of what they see. But um, from my perspective, it almost is beside the point. Like, like words matter, and these incidents do matter, and I think it's important that they get reported on. But racism doesn't start and stop with ethnic slurs. You know, Boston is a, a largely segregated city with, um, you know, not equal access to quality, affordable housing, health care, education, things like that. And it's, that's not unique to Boston. That's large cities all throughout America. Um, and I think that if we're going to have these conversations, it can't, they can't stop once we're done talking about a slur of the word. If we're going to really address racism, you know, there's this mythic national conversation about racism we need to have. And if we're going to have it, it needs to be honest. It needs to be led by people of color, I think. Um, and it needs to get into the things that really affect their lives and, and not just work. But we've seen this even like as a huge slogan in soccer, you know, across Europe, say no to racism, where where things get done, you know, repeatedly, much even more vile than that. But it doesn't really seem to, you know, this element is still there. What, if anything, like would actually represent progress in this area? I mean, if we're just talking about what people feel comfortable with, uh, you know, in terms of they feel comfortable skewing this vial. I honestly think the national political climate has a lot to do with it. I think that, um, you know, when you have, not to get too political, but when you have the occupant of the White House willing to denigrate entire classes of people, I think other people who feel the same way feel like they have implicit permission to do the same thing. So I think that's part of it. Um, but other than that, I, I do think that, you know, I think the Sox have been pretty clear this week that they're not going to put up with this. And I, I do think that if a similar fan was going to show up with a chip on his shoulder ready to shout out some ethnic slurs tonight, I think that fan, at least for this week, might think twice about it now. I don't know, you know, I know that it's been a difficult problem to eradicate in, in Europe and other places. Um, I would, you know, it's hard for me to put myself inside the mind of one of these fans who, who wants to say that word and shout it at people. But uh, I would have to think that they're thinking twice about it this week if that was their intention. And are you going to think twice about taking uh, your son to Fenway again? No, I mean, uh, you know, I think whenever you go to a sporting event, you've got to watch out for uh, drunk people or people that, you know, are going to be shouting. As I mentioned earlier, I've been at Yankee Stadium uh, back when I lived in New York, and people were shouting homophobic slurs at players. Um, you know, I've never been to an NFL game, so outing myself as kind of a casual sports fan here, but, you know, I hear that those can be dicey places to bring in kids, too, for other reasons. So, I, you know, I, I would definitely bring my son back to Fenway. Um, you know, I think anytime you're in a large group of people, you got to be aware of your surroundings. But uh, no, this won't keep me away from the ballpark. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you too long, Calvin. Thank you so much for, um, you know, quite frankly, as we've said on this show before, I believe that an important part here is that we as a society cannot become desensitized to this or immune to it. It is still not okay, and it must be addressed. Um, and it can't, you know, become something where it's, you know, some kind of quote-unquote locker room talk or stadium talk. So I appreciate um, you, um, you know, coming out and, and, and saying what you have, even though it is, uh, you know, a... a the learning experience for your son on his sixth birthday that you were not necessarily expecting. Go on and wrap those presents, and I hope you and your family get to enjoy his sixth birthday. Thanks a lot, Dan. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, Calvin. 
So there you have it. There's my chat a little bit earlier on today with Calvin Hennick. There's a lot of stuff to react to in there. One of the things that I think he said that was very interesting is this idea that sunlight is the best disinfectant. And one of the things I've been saying all week here on the Fantasy Freestyle is this idea that we cannot become desensitized to this the same way some of the acts of violence and soccer are out there in Europe. We have to continue to talk about it and put it out there. That's why here on the Fantasy Freestyle we have done so all week. You know what I thought was also interesting? Calvin said that the man then later denied it afterwards after saying, like, I stand by it. And, you know, I kind of thought about that because I've said so many things in stadiums before that I am not proud of. But if I had it out in print later on or if people knew I said it when I wasn't in that mob fan mentality, I would be incredibly ashamed of myself. I'm reminded of a uh, superhero that I heard of when I was growing up. Um, a classmate of mine used to always tell, to tell a story about Captain Schlepp, who uh, had no superpowers but would merely tell the bad guys, stop right now. If your mother could see you, what you were doing, you would be ashamed of yourself. And I think that is pretty much what we all need to revert back to in the way that we talk, whether we are in locker rooms, in stadiums, or just in society. And of course... I thought the most interesting part was his son saying, you know, I thought it was over between black people and white people not getting along. And how Calvin said, no, uh, people are still angry. So we're going to continue to react to this. I want to hear what my boy Donnie Burns thinks. And then we're going to, you know, shift a little bit and put the fun and functional sports radio back into sports radio. Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. You know what it is, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds and the Spitting Statistician, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and of course our sports byline affiliates around the country, and the American Forces Radio Network around the world, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. You just heard my conversation with Calvin Hennick, and like, like he said... Sunlight is the best disinfectant, and so here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we will continue to try to do our part to disinfect the vial that is uh, was at Fenway earlier this week. And really, you know, his son is six years old, you know, six years old and had to ask some of these questions and you had to explain it to him maybe earlier than Calvin may have wanted. You know, we got a poll question up also. Like I said, do you feel comfortable taking your 12 or under child to a pro sporting event? Right now, 36% of you say yes. 17% of you say no. 18% of you say it depends on the sport, which I think is interesting. Maybe uh, you know one sport's fans are more uh, rambunctious than others. And 29% of you say it depends on the city. I wonder if that's just like big city, small city, east coast, west coast, or even specifically like we're hearing around Boston. I was also talking to Benny Ricciardi earlier today who, you know, has a kid and talked like me about some of the, you know, ridiculous stuff we used to say coming up and how, like, we now no longer believe that's appropriate. Donnie Burns, I want to get your thoughts. I thought it was an interesting interview where Calvin shared a lot of stuff about not only his experience, but also, you know, what it meant, uh, how he had to try to explain stuff to his son. What were your thoughts on that interview? Yeah, and I mean, good for him for standing up because a lot of a lot of heat is coming towards Fenway for yep. you know not dealing with stuff, some of that properly, whether it be that or pitchers hitting people. So yep. props to him for doing that, kind of bringing a better light towards Boston and Fenway Park. 
Uh, the one thing that bothered me about this, well, not the one thing, but one of the things is sure. the guy not owning up to what he said. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Dude, he he first on. with him was like, and I stand by it, you know, like all emboldened. And that's the thing. Right now, there is kind of like this air that like that's coming out of the woodwork and you know, yeah. a symbol of pride almost, right? But like I said, remember earlier in the week, I said, just like sex offenders, maybe names should be put in the paper, yeah. you know? And then all of a sudden, when, it, when push comes to shove, denying it, you know? Just, just like I said, um, you know, that's why I think you have to put it out there. You have to put shine on it and then maybe, you know, shaming people into realizing because, you know, they have that fan mob mentality. Like yeah. I said, I'm telling you, in elementary school, there was a classmate of mine. His father used to, uh, you know, like be a chaperone on field trips and stuff like that. And used to always tell these stories about, a, uh, you know, a kind of superhero named Captain Schlepp. He would ride the buses and trains, had no superpowers. But the one thing he would do would stop and tell the, you know, the bad guys, you know, look at what you're doing. If your mother could see you now, you would be ashamed of yourself. And I really think that sometimes people get caught up in that fan mentality but don't realize like yeah what they're saying is actually shameful and so once again thank you so much to calvin hennick for taking a couple of minutes to uh talk with me earlier on as we keep it moving here in the cypher donnie burns i gotta tell you uh you know if we want to switch topics and be a little bit more lighthearted, another thing that we've been talking about earlier this week was how uh you know the triple b brand and LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball, they were coming out with this shoe. And, you know, we said that they are not having a deal with Nike or Under Armour or Adidas because they want, like, co-branding, not not just an endorsement deal. And then he came out and talked about how much these shoes are going to go for. Donnie Burns, I've seen the shoe. I've seen the price. Don, the Lonzo Balls are going to come out and be $495 a pair. By comparison... The average monthly rent for a one-bedroom apartment in Wichita, Kansas, is four hundred and seventy dollars. So you can either, uh, you know, live for a month in Kansas, or you could uh, get these sneakers. A lot of people are saying that this is absolutely ridiculous. Is this just another example of Lavar Ball going above and beyond, trying to put the shine on his kids, or is this is this something else? You know, I mean, even Shaq came out being like, "Real big baller brands don't over overcharge kids for shoes." Um, that's kind of what I think. I mean, like, who affords this? Why? Why? How is this even yeah, possible? Th- this family throws me for loops like it's no one's business, and. I'm going to admit, in the control room, uh, Greg Sussman, our esteemed uh, host here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, did show me the shoes. And right. I'm not the biggest LeVar Ball guy. Uh, yes, we know. That, We've heard. If, we, if you listen to Fantasy there. Freestyle, we know this yeah, already. I'm going to put that out there right now. But the shoes are really dope. And Really? Yeah, they are. There's they, some people. I mean, it's not like f- Steph Curry bad, but no, there's some people talking oh, about how it's just like electrical no, tape, see, basically. you know what? I, those are haters. And I'm a LeVar Ball hater. Those shoes are nice. If you're a basketball player like myself, those are some nice shoes. And I just I don't understand why price them so high. If they look good, you can sell them. They, I'm a baller. They look good. I don't. They, he confuses me, man. The, but the shoes are really cool. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't think they're going to be selling too much. I guess if he wants a billion dollars for his kids, going five hundred dollars at a time is one way to do it. Yo, I want to uh, keep it moving here, though. Here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, where we do, in fact, put the fun in functional sports radio. I heard this. I don't know if you saw this, Don, but I find this very interesting. You know. We were talking about stuff that's happening in Fenway. Did you hear what happened to a woman who was in St. Louis at a St. Louis Cardinals game on I, Tuesday? I didn't. 
Yo, she was shot by a stray bullet. In, in, the, in the stadium? Yes, yes. 34-year-old woman at Bush Stadium on Tuesday watching a Cardinals game was shot and struck in the arm. She went to first aid. She reported it. Then later on, upon investigation, the police who were there found a empty slug by her seat. They are saying that it uh, came from outside the state stadium, that this was like a stray bullet from a shooting that was taking place outside of the stadium. You're not safe in any stadium. That's a new man. one. I haven't heard that. That's what that I'm saying. Yo, no, no. True story. True. I mean, this is not fake news. You know, Fantasy Freestyle, we do not give you that hashtag fake news. We give you all that stuff you need to, uh, you know, keep you entertained and win your leagues and win that cash. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know. Not only verbal, but physical. You got to watch yourself. Like, you know how they, um, at, at some stadiums, they have like the little things on the seats that say, like, be aware, be on the lookout yeah, for bats course. and balls. You never bullets. thought stray bullets would need to be added to that, exactly. did you, Donnie B? Not, not at all. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. You know, maybe also, I got to tell you, remember, we did have a story earlier this season about Dexter Fowler and St. Louis, about how he was a little bit upset with the uh, the travel ban that this administration was thinking, was considering and how St. Louis fans kind of came out of the woodwork against him. So uh, maybe 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 they were aiming for Dexter Fowler. Who knows? You know? But one thing, when I say baseball, I'm thinking about you know how we win our leagues and win our cash. And one way you could do that, like I said, you download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way you get all of our 24-7 free fantasy programming. We have the number one ranker in fantasy baseball, Jake Seeley. We have you know epic industry standard, Tony Sincata, Benny Riccardi, with his definitive guide to fantasy baseball, check out Chapter 15, where your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, has a chapter. And also my man Joey Pizza Pizza, who joined me last Friday for our show, for our draft coverage. You can uh, check him out again coming up tomorrow with the Fantasy Black Book. But another way to do it is all you got to do is get this RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code free radio at checkout and you will get a special discount. How about that? That is good stuff. That is that's a catch me outside. How about that? You know what I'm saying? But uh, listen, for the last thing that we got to talk about, the last thing that we got to talk about today, I know Donnie Burns because he's my baseball guy, uh, my basketball guy, and I don't have him. I don't have him on Fridays, so I'm going to have Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. So I want to get out this basketball. And and Donnie, one of the things we've been consistently talking about is this big three tournament. I mean, this big three Very league, much right? Excited. Our we've been talking about to get us tickets. Yeah, yeah we got to get tickets for that. I Mike think it's Cardano. June 26th at Barclays, and we like how it's a barnstorming tour. We like the draft. Well, I've been intrigued by like, well, what are the rules of this? You know, it's going to be half court, three on three. What are the rules? Well, I. I found um, Ice Cube and the roving sideline reporter for the Big Three League, Michael Rappaport, discussing the rules of the Big Three style of ball. So I want to play that real quick and then get your thoughts on it, Don, because I think there's some interesting innovations. Let's hear Ice Cube and Michael Rappaport talking about the rules of the Big Three League. Rules that are different. It's three-on-three basketball. Yes. 
four-point play. Yes. One of the things that I think is going to be most interesting. No, you're in the NBA now. You're not allowed to hand check. In the big three, you are allowed to hand check, which means you could put them paws on somebody when you're yeah, guarding them. Without a doubt. So what? What do you think? Like, what are you most excited to see? Like those rules get into it. Uh, I'm excited to see the four-point play. It's Thirty feet out. Any any part of your foot touching the circle is good. Okay. You know, so that's a great innovation, innovative part of our game. Uh, on the defensive rebound, and hit the rim. You have to clear the ball past the three-point line. Just like at the park, just like the yeah. nine-year-olds up to the 99 years old, you got to clear it. And what's cool is this, free throw. Break that down. You get, you get, you get fouled, one shot equal two points. You get fouled doing the three-pointer, you back up and take a three-point shot for three points. Oh, you shoot, you shoot a three-point shoot like three, free throw. A free throw from three points. And if you get fouled doing a four-point, Shoot one four-point shot oh, okay. and try to hit it. Okay. So we trying to speed the game up, make it more interesting. If you're getting fouled doing a three-point shot, why should you come up here and shoot no. three of these? No. Shoot one of them and yeah, let's go. You, you want to shoot a three-point shot? Hey, there you go. Yeah, make no freebies. No. So it, it's a great innovation to the game. I think it's going to speed it up, make it more interesting. All right. You got anything else to do? Hey, man. I'm just happy. Can't wait till we in Brooklyn. We're doing it in Brooklyn, baby. Yo, what a, what a, that's the best place. Yes. Brooklyn, newest team in the NBA, Barclays, Dope Arena, New yes. York City. I don't care what this LA Laker fan says, still the mecca of basketball. Yes, I agree with that. Boom. I agree with that. June 25th? Yes. Barclays, and then all summer long, guys are playing, they're playing, they're playing yeah. basketball. And we're gonna, we're gonna show it right here, FS1, June, June 26th. Monday Night Basketball. Monday Night Basketball is back all summer, June 26th. FS1 is going down. The most viral sports event of the summer. Big three, baby. So I think that's kind of interesting. First of all, they're going to have a four-point shot from 30 feet away. It's almost like today's NBA where you got guys like Steph Curry pulling from real deep. You think that's going to be like encouraging more players and more kids to try that real deep outside shot if it gets rewarded by four points? Uh, yeah, a little bit. But, right? But it's a good idea. But for the mature audience, like, like some of us, that's going to be kind of fun to watch. That is we cool, right? We don't get to see stuff like that. So right, I'm so especially like in late game it. situations, you yeah. could be down by whatever and pull up for four. Yeah. I think that's cool. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was this idea of the free throws. They're kind of speeding it up, right? So instead of taking two free throws, you get one shot from the foul line, it's worth two points. If you get fouled shooting a three, you get one shot from the three-point line, and it's worth three points. And the same thing with the four-point shot. What do you think about that, Donnie? No, I'm really liking it. Like I said, you mentioned, though, it's going to be a little weird for some of the younger kids that even take after Steph Curry watching it right. now, but it's kind of good it's on FS1 because I don't know how many people will kind of tune into that, but I'm hoping a lot. Well, you know Donnie Burns, the basketball correspondent and love doctor, oh, you and know. your boy, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, definitely would as well. And, yo, they're going to have hand-checking, so you're going to be able to guard some I people. I do like that, too. Right? And I you got like some old-school like cats. That. You got some old-school cats that are going to be able to hand-check again. Remember, my man Charles Oakley is the coach of one of the teams, so we're going to see some real defense, some real hand-checking. We went we went over the lineups, another uh, – Earlier this week, I'm very excited. Big three league tips off in about two months. 
Donnie Burns and Speeds, the spitting statistician, will hold you down, giving you all the information about that. When we come back, we'll check in on the polls, check in on some scores, tie a nice little bow on this episode of Fantasy Freestyle. Coming right back at your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez. As my boy Donnie Burns drops the beat on it. And Donnie Burns, I want to say happy Star Wars Day, May the 4th. So uh, may the 4th be with you. A couple of scores earlier uh, that we already have from the night slate here in Major League Baseball. Red Sox up 2-0 on the Orioles in the top of the third. Rays up 2-0 on the Marlins in the top of the third. And the Cardinals have scored a run. They are up 1-0 on the Brewers in the bottom of the second. Rangers and the Ottawa Senators are still scoreless halfway through the first period at Madison Square Garden. And remember, we got that Celtics-Wizards tipping off in just a couple of minutes. Later on, we'll have the Golden State Warriors looking to go up 2-0 on the Utah Jazz. Also, Donnie... Tomorrow, I'm excited. I am excited. I'm going to have Benny Riccardi joining the show for a hot second. Big Benny. Yeah, we're going to talk. You guys know him from the DFS lineup lock show that airs here, including on all our sports byline affiliates here from 6 to 7 o'clock. We're going to be talking a little bit of Kentucky Derby action. Little mint juleps and big hats. Yeah. Uh, They drew the pole positions. Your favorite for the race on the first Saturday in May. Your favorite is Classic Empire going off at 4-1. to one. He drew a great post, number 14. Right next to him in the 15 stall will be McCracken at 5-1. to one. This is a guy who already, the horse, not a guy, who already has three wins on the track at Churchill Downs. You can also get uh, Always Dreaming, who is a Todd Pletcher horse with Johnny Velasquez on it at 5-1. to one. Irish War Cry with Rajiv Marjav coming back after an injury to ride that horse at 6-1. to one. Me and Benny Riccardi, we're going to get all into it. So come on back tomorrow for sure as we head into the weekend to talk about that. You know, that's always a fun way to win that cash. And again, right now... of you guys think the Rockets are going to win this series. 48 think the Spurs. I'm on the Rockets. Donnie Burns is on the Spurs. We got a whole wall of bets, including Ted Gidd Jr. this year. So if you want to, you know, help us track that, holler at me at Spittin' Speeds or at FNTSY Radio. We are very excited to have you. Um, Thanks again to my boy Calvin Hennick for joining the show today to describe his experience. Come on back tomorrow. We'll do a lot more with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come see me tomorrow. It'll be happy hour. It'll be Friday. It'll be fun. Ah!